Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat with engaged or married couples, wedding professionals, and sometimes we read listeners' stories or answer their questions on our mini episodes. As always, we dish about everything from the planning process to the celebration to heartwarming moments to pretty much everything that's wedding related. And today, you are going to hear tips and tricks, gain inspiration, and learn about building a thriving business even during the pandemic. That's Sarah Alipin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that is Ashley Peters, the owner of The Stylist Abroad. Um, she does, she styles hair for events, weddings, photo shoots, all kinds of stuff, super creative, super fun, all vegan. And she is today's co-host of The Wedding Dish. Unfortunately, we don't have my Frenchie friend here, but we do have everyone else's dogs in the room, so we will let them introduce them in a moment. But um, before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you definitely need to check it out. We chatted with uh, Kylie and Omar, who uh, had to actually cancel their wedding in Tulum, Mexico because of the coronavirus, and they ended up deciding to elope, and they have some of the most fantastic pictures. Um, they're so amazing, and it was really, really sweet, so um, it's a great example of how things can still be good and, and happy. Yes, my pups, Bentley and Frederick, are standing in for Clouseau, and maybe he'll join us later, but thank you everyone for listening to The Wedding Dish. So let's dish. Today we are talking with Tara Garwood, who is the founder of Banerjee Films. She creates marketing videos to help change the world. Love that. And she's also a member of the District List community. Welcome. Thanks for Hi. being with us, Tara, on The Wedding Dish. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. I'm good, so good. glad you could be here. My dogs have a... Have Wandered away. Oh wait, one of them's here. Hold on. I can I can say hi to one of them. <laughs> oh, this is my little guy Carlton. Aww. And Bean is in the other room right now. I think. Oh, nope, here she comes. She doesn't like it when I pick her up to say hi to people though. So I'm gonna <laughs> give her a break. But I have Bean and Carlton, two Boston Terriers. Those are my babies. So yeah, I hope we get to see Clouseau. The inspector. The inspector. <laughs> he just knows when I'm podcasting, and then he like doesn't want to come up because I'm not going to pay enough attention. And he's like, "I'm just on the floor. I mean, if I can't be in your lap, yeah, it's kind of not worth it. Life is hard. Plus, I was telling Ashley, he's been sneaking into the human bed every night before we come upstairs. So he like so asked to go out. <laughs> And then he knows when we're like kind of winding down. So I has to go up before that, like 30 to 40 minutes. And then he goes into the front room and then slowly sneaks up the stairs so we can't hear him and goes to sleep because he knows that if, if we have to take him down, he has to be carried. And we don't want to carry him down the stairs because it seems really mean. <laughs> oh, we, uh, we gave up on keeping the dogs out of the human bed ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like... We tried with our first dog when he was a puppy and they were like, the vet, one of the vet techs was like, oh yeah, no, don't you know, Boston's are just bed babies. Like they're not going to let you sleep <laughs> without being in the bed with you. He's prescribed a human bed. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Oh my God, I love that. And Carlton is your, um, he's the one on your logo, right? Well, so actually that logo was designed before we got Carlton. Um, that was designed when I had, we had Arthur and Bean. And um, so Arthur was our first Boston Terrier. And that was designed when we had the two of them. And um, it was actually a weird thing where I was working with a logo designer and she had all these different designs and she made that one. She showed it to me first and she was like, this was just because I saw your your Bostons on on one of the video calls we did. And I just thought they were cute. So I thought it would be funny, but it's not for real. And I was like, no, that's the one. <laughs> like, that is it. That is my logo. 
So it's so cute. It's so her logo, um, since she's Banner Day Films, um, and you'll have to tell them why that's the name in a second. But um, <laughs> actually, I think that's a question I added in here because I love that story. But um, it's her, it's a Boston carrying like a flag, like a banner flag. Cute. And jumping. It's super cute. Um, yeah, it's yeah. really cute. I love it. I have stickers and like magnets of it just because I love it so much. It's so you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) All right, ladies, well, let's dish. So tell me how you came up with Banner Day Films, Tara. (laughs) Did I Um, So you did for a second, yeah. (laughs) So how I came up with the name, well, so originally – and this kind of ties into how I started, decided to start my own business too. Like it kind of ties into the two. So originally I went, I wanted to do weddings because I wanted to make sure that, that videos, that couples got great videos for their weddings. Um, and so banner day films was about your banner day. Um, you know, doing your, whatever event that was your banner day. And then when I pivoted into marketing videos and, and everything, I realized that really every day that you get to shoot a video should be a banner day. Like, so I just stuck with the name because I felt like it, it's just like, I always think it should be fun and enjoyable, even though it's work and, and, um, it does take, especially with marketing videos, it takes a lot of prep work and a lot of like thinking about it and everything. But I think that you as the client, like who's making the video for yourself, you should enjoy the process um, if you don't enjoy it, I feel like you're not, you're not going to get as great a product. So yeah, I think every day that you get to film should be a banner day. <laughs> I love that. I think that's such a cute thing. And um, so can you actually tell everyone in case anyone doesn't know what a banner day is? Yeah. Okay. So a banner day is like a really like important, great day in your life. Like it's just any like super special day. So, and I feel like a lot of us, I am lucky enough that I get to shoot videos fairly often. So it's, you know, I get to do it more, but a lot of us, it is a special thing when you decide to shoot a video for yourself or for your business or for your wedding. And so it should be done with fanfare and a little excitement and fun. I love it. (laughs) Isn't that so cute? (laughs) It is so cute. And it's so true. Like it should be celebrated. You guys work in weddings, so you know. I mean, it should, these days should be like special and wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, such, I, I think that's so sweet. And I love, it's just, it's such a great representation of you as a, a brand owner, too, because you make everyone feel like it's their banner day. Oh, thank you. I try. <laughs> um, so, why did you actually decide to like start your own business? Yes. Yeah, other so, than like the wedding aspect, other than yeah. what you went through. Why did I really start my own business? I just, so I had done um, theater and for a long time and ran a theater company and, and, and then got into video production because honestly, I wanted to play with more toys. <laughs> like I just, I love gadgets and I wanted to play with toys. So I started doing video production and, and I liked doing my own work, of course, but I realized I actually, in my um, digital filmmaking program, I did a video for a nonprofit and, um, and I also did a wedding video during it and uh, one or two wedding videos during it. And I realized that I loved helping other people tell their stories. Um, There's just something so special about that to me that I mean telling my own stories and making them up is great but like getting to tell someone's real life like awesome story is it just it just gets to me like it it lights a fire in me helping people tell their their stories as I just said stories like six times but it's true like helping people get those out of themselves especially you know as not everybody is used to to creating that story around themselves or their brand or whatever. And I love just helping them bring that out. That's and I get so to meet a lot of cool people. 
That's so true. I, that's one of the really cool, and you get to know them like on a deep level, I would Mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how like each of our little pieces of being entrepreneurs, all of, you know, the three of us who are actively on here because Aaron is quietly in the wings here. (laughs) Who hasn't chatted anything yet? I can't believe. Um, I'm about to get a snarky response to that. (laughs) Um, but we each have like our different little piece of getting to know people through what we do Mm -hmm. in a really like deep and personal way, which is really cool. Like, um, because Ashley, you know, as the hair, as a hairstylist, you get to know people. It's a very vulnerable, almost like intimate experience to have your hair done. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're really close to people. You're touching them. Like it's, and if it's a wedding, you're setting the tone of the day because it's the first part, the first piece of that day. Yeah, it is. It's such like a personal thing. And to be able to take someone's like personality and then with like an aesthetic, because everyone's going to say like, I want to, you know, to look beautiful on my wedding day. Like they want their videos to be beautiful. They want their you know photo, everything, you know, they want it to be gorgeous and taking the personality and mashing that to really draw it out. Sometimes when people they came and verbalize what it is they want. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I did either. For hair, I did. I was stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's your that's your area. You would know, yeah. like, no. yeah, I knew what I wanted. <laughs> I knew what I wanted for photos. Yeah. Well, I knew who I wanted. I knew that. I knew the vibe I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I would feel the same way about video, Tara. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I did not. I was very young and hadn't started doing video yet. And I didn't even know I wanted a videographer. Like I didn't know that I needed one. It was, it was 17 years ago. So video wasn't as big a thing yet either. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't really even know I wanted video back then crazy I guess that's now I know how important it is but back then I didn't yeah that's so funny wow that's crazy yeah how cool so back to business because we'll get to (laughs) the wedding in a couple minutes um what are some of the challenges that you've faced in as a business owner I think Honestly, I think finding my niche, like figuring out where I really, um, where I really thrive and and do my best work, which is working with nonprofits and mission based businesses. Um, even when I started my business doing weddings, I always knew that I wanted to um, do like one nonprofit video for free a year, like a pro bono video for someone, just to give back. And I realized that that was what I loved doing the most. I love working with, um, I also like working with service, service providers, like honestly, like photographers and, and, and hair stylists and people who are creative and, and serve people because that's where you get that, I don't know, that kind of like, there's just something about service that I think in, that ties all of these together that um, really inspires me. It's all very giving and, and generous, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. when you're um, doing, you know, you're bringing someone else's vision to life in all of those aspects, mm-hmm. um, which is a really interesting way of looking at it that I had never thought of until now. Yeah. And I've, I've still enjoyed, I still enjoy the occasional wedding. I don't do them as often just because I've, I've found more of a niche that, that really speaks to me. Um, but I do enjoy doing weddings when I know people and get to know them. Um, that can be really fun too. Aaron says, <laughs> <laughs> being able to translate what their service um, is into a vision that they may not otherwise be able to express is a really, a really yeah. cool thing. Um, and yeah, just- definitely. A little reminder to everyone out there, Erin is my operations manager for Photos from the Hardy, District Bliss, and The Wedding Dish. Um, and she's also a personal friend of Tara's, which is um, one of the reasons that I know Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, 
although we did just discover that she was at an event before I knew Aaron. Like three years ago. Yeah. That was before I knew Aaron. Doesn't that seem nuts? That was a gorgeous event too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was, it was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad. It was, uh, my dad spoke at that event. Oh, right. That was your dad. I forgot. Yeah. There's a District Bliss event over at uh, the Darcy Hotel um, with Siren and uh, Sincerely Pete and uh, Chris Frenzy uh, took the photos. Did I meet Chris Frenzy? I think I met him. He's awesome. I love him. Erin um, says she was at that time in stalking mode because she could never make it to one of our live events for District Bliss. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so funny. Um, okay, so what advice would you offer to someone who might be thinking about using video in their marketing strategy? Someone like a business owner? Oh, sure. Um, geez, um, I think I have a lot of advice for that. Um, first, for like hiring someone, I would say, always review their work. I mean, I know we, we know that, but like really notice things like does the color look accurate and real um, or how you want it to? Does their color style match yours, your vision? Um, especially does the audio sound clean? Cause audio is really hard to get right. Um, and do you like their style? Does it, does their work speak to you? You know? Um, but also I would say you should, really think about communication too, right? Like, do they respond when you contact them? How, how quickly, like if not, you probably shouldn't expect great communication from them when you're working with them. I mean, and, and, you know, of course, everybody's not going to be able to get back to you immediately all the time, but if they're not like responding and, and answering your questions, then you can't expect that when you work with them either. And then of course, check out their reviews ask to speak to previous clients even, um, you know, look at their testimonials on their website and everything. But also if, if you aren't sure, you can certainly say, can I speak to someone, you know, can I speak to a past employee? I mean, a past, excuse me, a past client, <laughs> not employee, a past client. Um, and then this is a big one. This does not, um, this does not, I think, get thought of very much, but make sure that they do everything legally. Um, that's a big deal. That means um, for marketing videos, particularly that means location and talent releases. That means properly licensed music, which goes for weddings too. We are not allowed to just use your favorite song in a wedding video. Um, that's that's not legal because we don't have a license to do that. So, you know, if people are doing that, your video may get taken down. Um, and as a marketing video, you don't want to risk your business on that. So I think that's a big, big important thing that people don't usually think of when they're hiring a videographer um, because they don't realize, they just don't realize that there are these copyright laws. Yeah, that's a great point. And I mean, you could potentially end up facing a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You definitely could, um, especially depending on what they have in their contract. If they have that you, that you test, attest that you have the rights to everything, then, then that passes through to you, certainly. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Hashtag not a lawyer. Yeah. But, um, but that could like, be an issue for you. Yeah. Um, and I would also find out like how the process works with them um, for marketing videos, particularly do they like work with you to brainstorm ideas, to develop your script, all oh, the doggies are there <laughs> <laughs> to develop your, your messaging and your script to do they, you know, deal with all the paperwork um, because some video production companies, they expect the way they work is that you tell them, this is my script. This is what I want to shoot. Now you shoot it for me and edit it. And others, like this is what my business does, we actually like work with you from the very beginning to help you create your message, your story, your, your whole 
concept for your video. Um, and you may or may not need that, but know what you need and what they offer, how they do it. Um, what else? Make sure they have a contract, another legal thing. <laughs> Always have a contract. Um, it just, it protects everybody. And ask questions if you don't understand anything in it. Absolutely. Um, and I would say choose someone you're going to enjoy working with. Like if you don't vibe with them, then you're not going to be your most comfortable when you're shooting this video. And that goes for weddings and for, for marketing videos. If you don't feel comfortable and like cool with this person, if you're not like, oh, this person's cool, you're going to spend like the whole day with this person and they're going to be in your face. <laughs> like, you know, they're going to be there with you the whole day for a wedding or a, or a video shoot. Um, for a marketing shoot, they're going to be there. So make sure that you feel cool with them and you, and you want to be around them, I think. Yeah, that's a great point. That goes for photography too. And actually probably any, I would say that probably goes for hair and makeup as well. Cause, mm -hmm. um, and Ashley, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that that is a really important piece. <laughs> it is definitely such an important piece. I mean, I think for at least me, the couples who I enjoy, I think working with the most are the ones where we kind of like, we vibe mm -hmm. and not saying the others I don't enjoy, but there's some that I walk away from and I'm like, we could be best friends in real life. Like yeah, yeah. there's a relationship that continues afterwards. And I know at least with the reviews that we get back, I do love it when they talk about like the personality meshing, because I think mm -hmm. that is such an integral part. Um, because, you know, we're exchanging all these ideas and trying to create something out of nothing. And then just the day of, like, there's, if there's not stress, there's at least butterflies. Mm -hmm. And to have someone there who you enjoy being around, I do think helps everything just be, just be better. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. So Tara, why do you think video is so integral for marketing? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, <laughs> could you ask a bigger question? Um, it's not like know, I changed the script right before we started. Or I know, I know, I know. It, but it is, it's a big, it's a big question. Um, video, so as much as you can convey with text, as much as you can convey with photo, when you put those together into a video, it conveys more information and more emotion more quickly um and it it and and to get like technical it gives you better seo <laughs> your search engine optimization is really good if you have a um video on your page it helps with that a lot um, especially in google uh, if you have like your videos hosted in youtube and embedded in your page google loves youtube videos because they own youtube so <laughs> So it's great for your SEO, but it, it, it increases the time that people spend on your page. Um, hosting on YouTube also can direct traffic to your site if people find your video on YouTube. So there's a lot of like technical reasons to do it, but also it's just so emotionally engaging. I like to say, if you can't meet the person in person, or if if as most people now, their, their first contact is going to be on the internet with your business before they meet you in person, it's the second best thing to meeting them in person. So if you are an online business and you can't meet people in person, or if you are a business provider where people are looking for you online and they find you first online, having that video there, having you you know, speaking to them, speaking about, or speaking about your passion, um, speaking about what you do, that just engages people like that. It's like so much more quickly that they, that they will tune in. And it can also, on the other side, if people see it and they're like, hmm, I'm not really feeling this person, it can save you a lot of time by weeding people out who are not your ideal clients. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think most in most cases it ends up making people feel more engaged to you. But if someone is really like turned off by your video, 
then you don't have to spend however many hours responding to emails, having meetings only for them to not hire you anyways. Yeah. So I think yeah. video too. So like, at least when it comes to hair, if someone's good at taking photos, whether it's a professional photographer or just like us before we leave getting like those few behind the scene mm -hmm. images, if you get the right angle, a lot of people can make not great hair look way better in a photo, mm -hmm. but garbage hair can't be hidden in a video. Like you will see yeah. it. And it's one of those where I personally always love videos just because it shows all the angles. It shows it in movement. It shows, you know, consistently throughout the day to where it's almost like a, um, I don't know, like a testament to the actual quality versus like a really good angle. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's so absolutely true. true for your work. Definitely. I also think though that, that, um, I think people get nervous about video uh, and I'm, I'm sure they do about photo Sarah too, but like been in that, like, what if I don't look perfect? And, um, I think though that when you're on video, you know, you can't retouch exactly the same way you can in a photo. However, when your when your personality is shining through people don't notice little tiny flaws like that like they they will in your hair and stuff if that's what they're looking at but if they're getting to know you as a person like i just think video is is so flattering to people because it shows your light inside it shows what a beautiful person you are um I know I sound really cheesy about it, but I really believe that. But um, it's true. I mean, it is. Yes. And it's also <laughs> true. <laughs> yes, you sound cheesy. And yes, it's true. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I have, um, I noticed this in, in my Zoom call. So when I was in sixth grade, we got in a car accident and I have a gash in the side of my head. And I have some photos where I noticed it like, I mean, this is, it's a scar now, obviously, but um, that I noticed in some photos, like when, you know, that there would be like a spot there or something, but then I actually noticed it in the videos that I have that scar there still, because you can kind of like see it through if my hair isn't put up from like flipping my head over, if it's put up, like if I just go like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's really like, when you said garbage hair, uh, your hair is not garbage hair. <laughs> but no, but when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, you can see weird little things in your hair if you like actually are looking at videos. But do your friends notice it when they see it? No, and I don't right. care either. But you do notice things differently than you do mm -hmm. in a photo because. Yeah. Well, yes, so definitely. Different. Well, and like hair is such like a three-dimensional thing. And sometimes yeah. with the photos, we get so fixated on this is what it looks like from the back and that's it. And I don't know, like I always tell that like the stylist who I work with, I'm like, you need to walk all the way around it. Like you need to check to make sure like they're good, even at the weirdest of angles, like just check mm -hmm. because obviously their wedding is in three dimensions and you need to make sure they're good from any angle. Yeah. But I yeah. unfortunately think some people don't think of that. So. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, they're all three very detail oriented jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so what advice would you offer to someone who might be starting a business like yours? Um, you know, don't undervalue your work. I think that's a big one. I think a lot of people in creative fields, period, um, they're afraid to charge what they're worth because they feel like, well, I'm enjoying doing it. And so you sort of feel guilty about charging people for it. Um, I know I've struggled with that myself where it's like, but people think it costs a lot, but that's what it costs. But also... I'm, I like doing it. Am I like doing something wrong by enjoying my job? No, you're not. If you love your job, that only makes you better at it. So I think, you know, of course, like 
there's all sorts of pricing things you need to go through. What's, what's the market? What's your experience level? But don't, don't undermine yourself, undercut yourself just because you enjoy what you do. <laughs> My mic is sitting on profit first. <laughs> yeah. As we record. Um, yeah. No, I think so especially in creative fields, we do that. Yeah, we're in creative fields. The big thing is we like to give because we like doing it and we like people. So we want to work with specific mm -hmm. people. And if they're saying that they can't afford it, then we feel horrible. So we're like, oh, well, let me just take off $250. Well, get your hand out of their pocket because you don't know what, like, they may just want like $15 off or like a print mm -hmm. credit or something. Don't make an assumption. You know, you can always ask what, you know, well, what would be, what would make this more feasible for you? Maybe mm -hmm. that's cutting time out. Maybe that's, you know, like a $50 credit toward something. I don't know, but um, it, you know, I think that that's really important. And I think, um, it's so important. I mean, we do have to consider what the market will bear when we charge mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. But if you're if you're looking at like a video that is a hundred thousand dollars, like worth of work, and someone's charging three thousand dollars for it, you're also going to be like, "Well, what is wrong with you?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> like there must be something wrong here and it's like must not be I'm not getting and it. if you have a hundred thousand dollars for a video come see me <laughs> <laughs> we can do a lot with a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> you can hire Ashley for your hair you yes we can do everything <laughs> we can find a way to spend that money <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we will spend it for you <laughs> it'll be all three of us we'll be there yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well i'll turn it over to ashley because we want to hear a little bit about your wedding day yes oh geez yeah no we have to dish on this i went through this when i was on the show so <laughs> i wait to be on the other end of this so first can you tell us um a little bit about your wedding day Okay, well, it was 17 years ago. Let me see what I can remember. Let me flashback. Um, sorry, that was a Wayne's World joke. No, I'm not. I'm old. Um, I'm not that old, but I feel old. I like vintage. Um, I, I love think Wayne's we're World. All the same age ish. Oh my god, I love Wayne's World so much. Aaron um, is loving this. So let's see. I, we got married, actually, we got married in Rockville, Maryland, um, at the Glenview Mansion. Oh. It's a, I, Sarah, sounds like you've been there. It's a beautiful, um, yeah, it's a beautiful, like, Edwardian era, um, like, house and, and gardens and stuff. We got married in the garden. It was gorgeous. It was the only day it didn't rain that whole month of June. Um, so I got mud on the, on the trail of my dress, but whatever. Yeah. Like we got the one not rainy day, um, which was crazy. Um, and, uh, so because we had this Edwardian house, we kind of just went with that feel. So I had this beautiful dress that my mother-in-law made for me out of, um, out of raw silk. <laughs> it was, oh my God, it was gorgeous. It was this two-piecer with like, a big like poofy you know ball ball gown kind of um skirt that bustled up with an under bustle and um a little like corset top where we used a real we made it so it really tied in the back which was exciting when i was dancing and one of the straps popped um <laughs> that was that was super exciting <laughs> make sure everyone's awake <laughs> yeah thank god my mother-in-law is a seamstress so she had a lot of um <laughs> of safety pins so we just safety pinned it back together um which yeah there's a tip for your wedding <laughs> have safety pins yeah. <laughs> have everything 
Scissors too are very important in your emergency kit. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So underrated. Um, but the, yeah, the safety pin saved the day at that wedding, definitely. <laughs> so and yeah, we did. What else did we do? We had. Um, we're both big readers, so we got all these. Um, hardback books from my parents' house and his parents' house. And that was our centerpieces oh, with cool. stacks of books with a little ribbon tied around them in my, in my seafoam green color and, um, and little peachy, peachy roses on top with, um, cause that was my bouquet was roses with, with, um, rosemary, thyme and sage. Um, so it smelled all herbal and beautiful. And I had, um, instead of baby's breath, we had, um, gosh, I remember a lot about my wedding, huh? <laughs> instead of baby's breath, we had, um, Queen Anne's lace mm -hmm. because my mom and I used to like stop every summer and pick it up. Like when you would see it by the side of the road, we would yeah. stop and we would cut some and then we would put it in cups with, um, with water, uh, with food coloring. Oh, and it would fun. seep up in color. So it was like a little something that we, from my childhood. Yeah, it was sweet. I yeah, we had that. a lot of fun. And I made bookmarks for our, for our, um, for our favors with oh, love quotes cool. on them. That's so yeah. cute. I love all the little details. Yeah, we did, we did a lot of it ourselves. Like, which I feel like wasn't as big a deal back then. Like not as many people were like, really doing like serious like personalized weddings in that way but we did we did for that time period we did quite a bit that was like just for us that we did that's really cute because that's before like DIYing became exactly like <laughs> yeah exactly before but I guess we were all creative people so we just kind of went for it I don't know if you saw Aaron's uh comment but it is Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, thanks, Erin. God, I love when she lurks on the podcast. So much. <laughs> um, before we go to the next question, I just want to jump in here really fast. What color was your hair when you got married? It was auburny red. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have the pink yet. I only did the pink a couple years ago. Um, How many different colors hair have you had since you've gotten married? Well, auburn red is my like natural color. Um, but in the past few years since I've started like doing fun colors, I've had pink, I blue, which was an accident. We were trying to do a... a <laughs> different like a more of a purple and we got cookie monster blue um purple and teal oh and i've had a couple in betweens i had one where when we got the cookie monster blue i started washing it with purple um condition or cleaning doing purple conditioner and i ended up with like galaxy colored hair <laughs> so it's like all purple and blue like mixed in that was really cool like really i want to cool. keep this <laughs> um, so Aaron asked, how do I feel about the bright color trend? So aesthetically, I love it. And for being like behind the chair, I love it with the caveat of people being willing, I guess, to pay what it takes to get there and being patient. Um, there's some colors like that really icy, like white, purple, or like the teal, you basically have to get your hair completely, like, or baby blue, I should say. You have to get your hair to like white before you can put the color in. Cause otherwise, like, if there's any yellow in it, it will turn <laughs> teal. Um, and sometimes people don't get that. Or they'll see like, Kim K will wear a wig or something. Like, well, her hair was this color. And it's like, it was a wig. It wasn't real. <laughs> don't use that as your inspo photo. And she also spends like a thousand dollars for a hair appointment. So if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah. Even with, even with my bright colors and I don't like, I don't mind it fading. So I don't yeah. go as often because I don't care as it like changes. I kind of think it's fun to see where yeah. it goes, but I also okay. use conditioners in between that deposit more hair yeah. color on. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm really faded right now because coronavirus, quarantine, <laughs> yeah. just don't care right now. Um, well, that's but usually too. I'm pretty bright pink. Yeah. Like all the fashion colors tend to fade just because you have to basically rip all of your natural pigment out and then mm-hmm. put like another one in that just kind of sits at the like mid to outer level and it only can sit there for so long. So then if you get hot showers or you're using like drugstore products, it's, it's going to come out faster. Mm-hmm. And you know, people feel, I think sometimes people think stylists are lying to them and they're like, no, you have to come back every so often. It's like, no, your hair is just going to fade. I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah. you know, little behind the scenes secret on me, I wash my hair probably once a week because no, it's curly, so you like can't mm-hmm. tell. Also, it gets really dry if I wash it more than that. So like my hair color will stay in a lot longer than most people's. Um, but it also comes off on like my towel and my pillowcase sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm like sweating during the night. So Black towels and pillowcases. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing to think about when you, uh, if you're registering for a wedding or... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, that, so Aaron made this point, and I'm going to point this out really fast. This is not the first time that we have had three redheads on this podcast <laughs> at one time. Isn't that yes. so strange? We have had an inordinate amount of redheads on this podcast. I wonder if redheads are just more creative. Like we're just drawn to creative or like, I don't know, like hustle business type jobs. I don't know. Oh, I'm going to start watching this. I don't know if it works. We're already it. used to like standing out and being different. Yeah. So we're just like, screw it. Let's like lean into this. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it that we're drawn to each other? It could be. I believe that too. <laughs> because I get excited when I meet someone who's a redhead it too. normalizes like, oh, the red hair. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, like that about left-handed people too. Oh I'm my God, like, I'm left-handed too. I'm not. I know. <laughs> I get so excited about that because we're the only ones in our right minds. Waka waka. <laughs> you have to be odd to be number one. <laughs> um, also, we just start, I just started a new podcast that we just dropped the first episode. It's called Laughing with Gingers. <laughs> we are accepting guests in case either of you would like to come Ooh, on and listen yes. to strange news and just strange stories that have been reported. <laughs> oh my God, yes. That laugh really hard. Yes. Fantastic. It's my friend, Christina Curry, um, who I think you know, Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's been on the podcast a couple times, but she's also a member of District Bliss too. And um, we have the loud laughs. So <laughs> we decided that we were going to... Um, and each episode has like a theme. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, I love that it's weird news and stuff too. <laughs> like, I'm like a true crime and like a true crime girl, and like I love ghost stories and things. Yeah. Like, I love that crap. Yeah, me too. And at the end, we'll have to plug your podcast, Tara. But I will stop. Oh, yeah, my podcast more. that has nothing to do with all of this. Who <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Ashley, sorry yeah, for running over funny. you. <laughs> um, so wedding stuff. I guess right. what, if, what if anything would you change about your wedding? I wish that I knew how important a good videographer would be. That's absolutely, I mean, yeah. and I know that sounds like pitching video, but it's true. I didn't want one at the time, as I mentioned earlier. I didn't realize how important it would be to me. I picked an amazing photographer And my mom sort of last minute was like, we should really do a video. And so she just hired someone. It was like the same, the same uh, company as we had gotten our DJ from. So she just kind of like randomly hired someone that we didn't know anything about. And I hate our wedding video. I hate it. And it's a tragedy to me um, that I can't look back at it and just enjoy it. It's, it was, the guy was rude to us (laughs) and he was like in front of one of our groomsmen for the entire ceremony so he ruined quite a few of the wedding ceremony pictures and he just and I just didn't like the final result either like I didn't like the wedding video so 
that's my number one. Like, I wish that I had paid attention to it. I wish that I'd known how much I would want it later because I would have really, really thought about getting someone that whose aesthetic I loved and whose work I loved and who I was comfortable with instead of just letting it be who the heck ever, like who cares? So that's my biggest regret. That's something to think about. Even if your in-laws or somebody wants a video, but you don't want a video, it can actually still ruin your day. We um, you just gave me a recovered memory of one of the weddings I photographed and the bride's mom uh, passed away a couple weeks before the wedding. It was really close to the actual oh. wedding day. Um, it was really tragic. And um, the, the videographer, they decided to get him after that happened. They were like, we want to just have like footage. And, um, and they didn't have the budget because, you know, it was so last minute. But the guy they got was really sexist. And he made some really inappropriate comments to us. Um, and when we were driving home, Katie and I were like, did you hear him say this and that? And we were like, God, I hope no one else heard him. Oh, mm. um, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I've never seen the video or anything, but he also made them do everything five times. He was like, spin here spin he like stopped their first dance a couple times and like had them like dip a second time yeah that? <laughs> it should like, not be obtrusive <laughs> no it should not be i mean i've definitely like once or twice like gone up while they weren't like busy and just been like can I get you guys to do a quick kiss? Like, yeah. you know, because you get to know them and you're like, can I just get you guys to do a quick kiss? Come on. You know? Yeah. And if they say, oh no, and you go, okay, cool. Like, like whatever. The sunset's really beautiful right now. Like, can I just pop you yeah. outside for like three minutes? Yeah, that's exactly. Like, that's a different. Every thing. once in a while, fine. But like, for the most part, stay back. Like, this is not your day. <laughs> this yeah. is not your day. You stay back and you let them have their day. Yeah, for sure. That is crazy. Yeah, no. I mean, my grandfather did our video, which I regret. I wish we would have hired like a real person, but it was a budget thing. And mm -hmm. he did, he always did like family videos. So it was one of those where my dad was like, oh, he can do it really great. And we look back on it and I'm like, we don't really see a lot of our in-laws or like a lot of that side of the family. Like he clearly geared it towards like, our family narrative and I'm like okay and the qualities um like more could be desired so <laughs> I was like my grandpa I love you but this really should stay a hobby like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's not everybody's thing and that's okay yeah um when it came to your wedding though, what do you think was like one of the most important decisions when you were making for your wedding? Marrying my husband. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Um, no getting, I mean, yeah, honestly, just having the right, like there's a lot to, there was a lot that at the time I thought was like the biggest deal, like the biggest deal. And when I look back, I'm like, you know, the little things that went wrong, the little things where I didn't get exactly, you know, what I would hope for, like none of it matters as much as marrying my hubby yeah. as, as finding the right person and, and being with that person. Yeah. That's super sweet. I mean, that is what it is all about obviously. And yeah. It's probably I good. can't even like think of what I would say, like, as far as planning the wedding was the most important decision. Yeah. Like I can't even think of something that was more important than everything else. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> no, I think it's super sweet. Um, obviously like that is what it's all about. And sometimes I think people lose sight of it. So it's probably good for people who are listening to be maybe especially amongst all the craziness that's going on in the world to be reminded like it's really just us like that's what it is like that's the important thing so my husband said one of the things he's going to be embarrassed if he ever knows i said this but he probably <laughs> won't listen to a wedding podcast so i think we're safe um 
<laughs> I kept asking him like, well, do you want this or do you want this? Or what do you think about this? And he finally, he didn't care at all. He finally said to me, the only thing I care about is that we end up married at the end of the day. He said, everything else is just icing. Oh. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> before I am now. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. So that's how he got out of wedding planning. <laughs> that's good. I mean, you know, for, for any gents who are listening. Pro tip for anyone out there who's not into the planning <laughs> process just say something really sweet and you will be out of it. You will, you will be forgiven for anything. Aaron would like to point out that plus with COVID nowadays, more and more couples are opting to do mini ceremonies because of the restrictions. So making it more about who you are as a couple um, and getting married more than anything else is really important. Um, yeah. Which I honestly think is a nice trend. Yeah. Yeah to be able, I just to not so much that like not to be able to have like a big, a big, beautiful wedding if you want to, but to, to that reminder that it's really, it's really about you getting married and you ending up together and you, and you being able to tell your families and your friends and your loved ones, like, this is who I choose. We choose each other. Like that gives me chills to think about that. Like this is this moment that you get to share with people and say, I choose this person to be with for the rest of my life and they choose me. How magical is that? Like how amazing is that? And I'm getting cheesy again. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I love it though. <laughs> I should probably get back in a wedding video. If I'm, I well, wax very cheesy about it. <laughs> As you're saying all this, I'm like, how are you not just like swimming in weddings? Because it sounds like, you know, I don't know, like like a kid's fairy tale where you're just like, yes, all the weddings, and you know, I'm I am such a like, I'm expecting singing birds. I'm such an awful romantic. I really am. Like I just, I love love. I love people being in love. I love everything about it. Yeah, I would like everyone to remember she said that when we tell you what her podcast is at the end of this episode. <laughs> I am actually curious now. Oh, <laughs> you're you're gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, there has to be a balance. I think people who know me personally, like I love love and I love my couples, and I'm so adamant on them really celebrating who they are and unapologetically doing whatever it is that makes them happy. Yes. But then they know me and like, I am very snarky. And like, if you just know me from like working in weddings and not personally, maybe you wouldn't get it so much. But like my personality is much more of like the, like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, where it's just very, you know, like sharp snark. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a bounce. There's a bounce to the, um, yeah, yeah, definitely like. You have to have a little, a little from column A, a little from column B, sort of <laughs> mixed all together. Uh, I'm sure your podcast balances that. <laughs> it balances. It definitely balances. Sarah's just definitely. dying over here. I know. Because Sarah knows. Sarah's like, I know what her podcast is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't wait. I, I mean, I can never listen to enough podcasts, so... <laughs> I'm such a podcast, like, oh my God, I love podcasts. <laughs> I have more than I can listen to, like on my phone that are like yeah. waiting for me someday because I'll be like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then I'm like, but I have to finish these six podcasts that I'm listening to right now first. It's too good. Yeah. I wonder how much overlap we have. Of the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should like share our list. <laughs> I'm very curious. We should share our lists for sure. <laughs> Too <fine>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, weddings. We're talking yeah. about weddings. Um, so I'm always curious when it comes to people who currently work in weddings and other aspects of creative fields. Like, how did you pick 
your wedding vendors? Oh man. So I think, you know, we used the knot. Yeah. Um, again, it was like 17 years ago. So the knot was kind of new then. Yeah. I think it was not, it was, it had not been around for as long, but we, we not, used the knot. Not been around. <laughs> I don't think so. You didn't just get my little joke there. The oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> pulling out the puns. I like it. I like it. How much that rosé have you had? <laughs> I had one glass, but I finished it like 10, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the knot, we used the knot. And then we went to a couple like um, of the wedding expos. Yeah. That's actually where I found my photographer, um, who I don't remember her name now, but I loved her. She was this very photojournalistic style. Like she did oh, these just gorgeous, gorgeous photos. Um, I wonder if she's even still, still working. I don't know. Yeah. Was, you're going to have to send it to me. I'm yeah. I'll have curious. to find her info and send it to you. Um, but she did these fantastic. And back then <laughs> it wasn't digital. <laughs> she was shooting on film guys. Oh wow. <laughs> I wasn't oh. even out of college yet when you were well, I was, I was, okay, to be fair, I was not that far out of college. I was only like a few years out of college. You can yeah. only be like two years older than me. I, there's no way you're more than two years older than me. So we'll find out later. Mm, we'll, we'll have to dish, not on the wedding dish. <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking 17 years ago, I would have been like a, freshman or sophomore in high school oh my Aww. god yeah so you're like <laughs> such a baby like, they really sweet summer like, child i'm like oh wow i was like my photos were digital <laughs> can you yeah, even no. legally drink <laughs> oh that's why she didn't join us for a drink tara uh, <laughs> that's why <laughs> <laughs> so funny. No. It's crazy how much I think finding like your wedding vendors and your inspiration mm -hmm. and everything has changed over the years because Yeah, now because I I did my sister's wedding. She got married a few years ago and I helped her with it a lot. I was her maid of honor and like it's it's a whole different world now. Yeah. I wish Pinterest was a thing. Like when I got married. Oh my God. We used so much Pinterest for her wedding. Yeah. And yeah, I wish I'd had it for mine. Like not magazines and you know, everything. Yeah. Like we're, we're ordering magazines, and like folding dog earring pages yeah. and circling things. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's so different. Pinterest has like revolutionized the wedding world. Well, and now people are getting ideas off of like TikTok. My brother's 12 years younger than me and he saw, cause some girl sent it to him, this white claw wedding cake. And it was like actual like white claw, like it was just for looks. And then they had a real one with flavors. And I'm just like, he's like, this is so cool. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know what this is. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel old. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of like trends and inspiration and mm -hmm. like finding things, um, like vendors and all, I guess, what advice would you offer for any engaged couples out there planning their weddings, both as like a wedding professional and just a married human? I think, well, so I'm going to sound like a broken record, but don't <laughs> overlook your videographer. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And don't skip on the budget for it. A lot of people wait and that's the last thing they choose. And they're like, I have like $400 left. That's not enough to get you a quality video in most places. Yeah, um, you might have him interrupting your first dance and making sexist <laughs> comments to your female <laughs> photographer. Right, which is not what you want. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just think about that. Think about, I think, to be honest... I think the thing you should spend the most on is your photos and your videos because they're the things you're going to have forever. Like your flowers are, are going to be there for that day. And then, you know, you might preserve your bouquet, but then they're gone and they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Like 
if you want to, if you want to like go splashy on your flowers, do it. Okay. That's you do you go for it, (laughs) (laughs) go for it. But I think remember the things that you're going to have forever for the rest of your lives and that your kids are going to want to look at and your grandkids are going to maybe want to look at like, those are the things that, that I think you should really like budget for the most like not the most money necessarily, but like pay attention to in your budget. Yeah. Yeah. And think about the things that are going to show up in your photos and video Mm -hmm. too, because like if you're spending a bunch of money up front on things that you're like, well, maybe I'll DIY this thing. And then there are no photos of it because it was like super tiny or like didn't come out right or whatever, Mm -hmm. or you just don't end up using it because it doesn't go with the theme once you get everything done. Like, keep it in mind as you go through. Don't, like, just spend because you are excited. Yeah. Really, like, Which it's hard to do. Like, you want to just, like, do everything because you're really excited. I totally get that because I totally did that. I wanted to do everything. I got so excited. (laughs) Um, Except video because I didn't know. Yeah, me? Excited? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Who would have guessed that Tara would get excited about something? Um. But, uh, but yeah, I think just remember, like, think of it as like, you're making this memory and, and what's capturing those memories is your photos and your videos. So think about that when you're, when you're planning your wedding, not just like, I want all these things for my day, but like, what do I want like to remember? What do I want to remember? What do I want? my my kids and my grandkids to see if I have them. Hey, we chose not to have kids. Some people do. That's a-okay too. Okay. All for the child-free life here. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but you know, you may still have nieces and nephews and like, I don't know, you might get famous and people are going to want to see your wedding video <laughs> and your wedding photos. Like think about that, right? <laughs> when you're famous, do you not want to have a video to show people? Come on. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. (laughs) Well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us. As it's probably very evident, we love Banner Day Films and we're so glad that you were able to be here to dish with us. And um, I'm hoping you can tell everyone how they can find you online. Absolutely. And thank you. I had so much fun being here um, with you guys, Sarah and Ashley. It was really fun. Um, So let's see, you can find Banner Day Films at www.bannerdayfilms.com. Um, you can email me at Tara at bannerdayfilms.com and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Day Films. <laughs> and can you tell us what your podcast is? <laughs> the big up. reveal. Woo! So I also have a podcast. It is called The Scary Movie Project. And my friend Matt and I, um, we talk about horror films that we love and sometimes that we don't love so much. Um, and we actually, I'll t- oh, I'll tease a little on this. I, it will probably be out when this comes out. We are about to release our episode where we interviewed Ed Sanchez, one of the writer-directors of The Blair Witch Project. Oh. We interviewed him about one of his other movies, uh, Seventh Moon. So that will be out. That'll probably be dropped by the time this comes out because it's dropped in a few days. Did you find out? Because I actually know this because I used to work with Keegan, who was his his journalism teacher in high school that helped them with that script. Uh, Okay. Did you find out where, um, where they got the name The Blair Witch Project? No, because that we weren't. Oh, we weren't talking about the Blair Witch. We were talking about Seventh Moon, one of his Would other you movies. Like to oh my God! Yes, <laughs> they all went to Blair High School in Maryland, and they wrote the script for the journalism class that was taught by Mr. Keegan. Of course, because I know he's from this area because I've worked with him before. Um, I actually another little drop. I uh, I was in his movie Lovely Molly, which is really scary. Um, it's one of the like most disturbing movies I think I've ever seen. Um, That's but it's very good. I, I am super excited and super intrigued because I am like I think the biggest horror fan. Like I 
every October, every day we watch a horror movie or a Halloween movie because my husband slips in things like Charlie Brown. (laughs) He's not a a scary movie person, whereas I could just like every day, all day, just watch horror. Oh, so I wasn't until like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, I was (laughs) in an independent horror film and it finally like, like kind of like peeled the skin back and then I could watch them and now I love them. But like when I was younger, I was too scared to see them ever. Like I was way too scared to watch them. I shot stills for a horror movie and I tried to watch it later and I like could not watch it even though I like helped make the intestines while I was waiting for something. And like that scene, I was like, turn it off, turn it off. Oh my God. I was just a weird kid who loved horror movies. Like I used to. Like scary movies, like anything Halloween related. That was my co-host. He loved them. Like he was watching stuff from like, I don't know, like seven years old. Yeah. He was watching horror movies. And I was like, I was the girl who like Candyman came out and I let and my friends did said his name in the mirror three times and I like ran away and wouldn't go back in their house for like three hours. Yeah. Like I was way too scared until I did this and then I like I got to be the bad guy and so I was like oh wait this is actually really fun (laughs) (laughs) so now I can really enjoy them but yeah um yeah we have stock dish podcast too and if you get a chance take a listen it's (laughs) www.thescarymovieproject.com what a surprise I love how you're www-wing it (laughs) (laughs) Like a new show announcer, www.thescarymovieproject.com. Oh my God, I just laughed so hard I started coughing. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, everyone will have to check that out. And Uh, I just want to thank all of you out there for tuning in today to The Wedding Dish. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and the wedding dish on your preferred and review the wedding dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And Ashley, thank you so much for being my guest co-host today. I always love having you on. And can you tell everybody where they can find you online? So my website is just thestylistabroad.com with the www before. And uh, it's just the stylist abroad on all social media, um, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, yeah. She does really cool videos too, like time-lapse <laughs> videos of doing hairstyles. It's really fascinating. I love like, time-lapse. Oh yeah. my God, they're so cool. And it's just like magic when it happens. It's crazy. <laughs> so definitely watch that. Um, and thank you so much, everybody, for being here, for tuning in. I love seeing you ladies. I love dishing with but also feisty redheads. <laughs> um And you can find The Wedding Dish on um, Instagram at theweddingdishpodcast.com. And we are, of course, theweddingdishpodcast.com. Wait, did I just say .com for Pinterest? Or, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Can we back that whole thing up? Let me me read my script here. (laughs) You can find The Wedding Dish on Instagram at theweddingdishpodcast.com. But you can find the wedding dish online at theweddingdishpodcast.com. And next week we'll be dishing with Maddie, who is um, the amazing woman behind Living with Pickles and her family. So we'll get to hear all about how she's created this family um, and she rescues all these animals. And, um, and she does just some really lovely things. She's just a wonderful human. So I'm really excited for you all to get to hear that too. Thanks for hanging with us on The Wedding Dish, the podcast where we chat about all things weddings, from planning to inspiration to business and more. Thanks so much for being here. We'll catch you all next week. And thanks, (laughs) Erin. Bye. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.